So I come into the office today and uh, the the horn is like, it's like this. It's like, I come in today and this is what it's like. Is that any way to leave somebody's office at the end of the day? I mean, I know you were trying to get out of here in a hurry, but, but what, you got a call from who? Sorry, whom? Elections Canada, why? Elections Canada wants to use my office as a polling station. Why, for, for when? September? Oh, we gotta talk about that. I don't think, uh, I don't think we're ready. All right, well, we'll talk about it later. Every day you wake up, there's something new. Election on the horizon? Could be. You wanna to go to the polls in September? You might be. Well, we'll talk about more uh, on that a little bit later. Hey, by the way, other things to talk about. Uh, in, the, uh, in particular, this is season two, episode 32 of Niagara 411 Live with Lee Sterry, that would be me. We are fueled by Gale's Gas Bars. We are powered by WeStream and supported by our so patient and loyal sponsors. We have uh, Performance Heating and Air, Carlo and his gang. We have Enwick, Niagara's high-speed internet service, which has been honored this week, and we'll tell you more about that too. Also, Verge Insurance here in Niagara Falls, uh, born and bred company as all of these are. And of course, we are here once again in our luxurious window at Fiddler's Poor House. And uh, again, thank you to Nick and all of you contributors to Niagara 411 for making this Niagara 411 live possible this week, as every week that we do this. I'm going to introduce you to some pretty special Niagarans in the next 90 minutes. So I hope you can stick around, be a part of the show, click in anytime you want. It's an open program and uh, we'd love to have you join us. So we'll be back in a minute. Welcome back again to uh, Ye old Program. This is uh, really a little bit of a nice departure for us here uh, on the program, uh, only because we have this slightly overcast sky today, and it's still warm. We've still got heat warnings in effect, so be aware of that. Uh, it's still humid, etc. But we've got a little bit of a, uh, a less intense heat if you will, pouring in through the window here at Fiddler's Poor House, which is uh, kind of nice. Welcome to the show. want to start off the program with a posting from Niagara 411. This was put up, as you can see there, uh, about 30 minutes ago. A drowning incident in the Niagara Gorge. Update number two it came in about 30 minutes ago or so. Uh, Update number, it's a little bit complicated, Kevin, when you got these updates. So yeah, update number two, August 12th, which is today. So here's the deal. On August 5th, at approximately 10 to six in the evening, Niagara Regional Police Service received a 911 call from a member of the public 
who was fishing on a in a boat uh, in Lake Ontario. The member of the public called to report having found a body in the water. Vessels from the Canadian Coast Guard uh, NRPS Marine Unit responded to the location approximately 10 clicks north of Niagara-on-the-Lake between the Welland Canal and the Niagara River. The body of a male was recovered and transported to a boat dock in Niagara-on-the-Lake by the Marine Unit. Detectives from the 2nd uh, District Detective Office and Forensic Services Unit and the coroner attended. The body was sent to Center of Forensic Sciences in Toronto for a post-mortem and positive identification. The NRPS can now confirm that the body recovered on August 5th, 2021 has been identified as the missing 27-year-old man from Toronto. Detectives have found no evidence to support foul play in the growing in the drowning deaths of the 22-year-old woman and the 27-year-old man. Because remember we did this story and we, uh, the, the woman was recovered and the gentleman was not. Well, he is now, we've now come full circle thank goodness on this case. The identities of the deceased man and woman not being released at this time. Uh, they continue to work with the office of the coroner. And of course, as for usual, anybody with information can always call 688-4111. All right. Um, so at least there is some closure. It's never good, but at least there is some Closure. Uh, also want to uh, welcome to the program the gentleman you see on the right side of your screen, our uh, chief cook and bottle washer here and partner in crime, Kevin Jack of WeStream. Kevin, it's been a pretty fun week. You did some camping with the family, landed a couple of new gigs for WeStream. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to be helping yeah. out uh, West Lincoln coming up in September with some of their council meetings, some of their hybrid council meetings. Just got back from the family. Uh, we were taking a trip down to Prince Edward County. Uh, you know, Monday morning I was water skiing, Thursday afternoon I'm here, and so happy to be here. And on the heels of what it was you just talked about, Lee, yeah. um, so many people watched the compelling interview that we did last week with, with uh, Kimberly Venditti. With Kim, yeah. Who lost her daughter, uh, April Kirkwood, back in 2018, and I thought her perspective was a very unique and uh, a very valued one and i'm glad so many people radiated towards it because me too yeah very power a very powerful um conversation that we had with kim and i had some people contact me privately off the off the air and off the the, the public social grid if you will who were more than interested in following up on a thing that we talked about with regard to some sort of memorial tribute to people that have lost their lives as a result of the Niagara River. And I can tell you, Lee, because uh, WeStream also provides streaming services for the city of Niagara Falls. At their council meeting this week, Councillor Mike Strange brought the issue up. So at least it's hit the Good. city level. I'm not sure whether it's city jurisdiction, yeah. whether it's Niagara Parks jurisdiction, but I think staff is coming back with a report. So people are taking notice and, and maybe there will be uh, change in the name of safety. Yeah, and and so there so there should be, and I believe that that to just to regurgitate what we talked about last week with Kim, is something as powerful as names and ages of people that were taken far too soon, irrespective of the circumstances by the river, will give you pause. Like, I'll never forget when I, just any memorial uh, makes your mind and your, and your nervous system tingle a little bit. 
Um, now, I'm talking about something on a really large scale here, but I'll never forget the first time I saw the Vietnam Memorial in, uh, in Washington, D.C. I was speechless. And it's just a bunch of names, just a bunch of white names on a black granite wall. That's all it is. But it's so, so powerful. Um, the USS Arizona at uh, Pearl Harbor uh, in uh, off, off Hawaii. It's like, okay, wow, this is, uh, I'm standing on top of people's graves here. These things hit you powerfully, and I, th I think a memorial to those that have lost their lives in the river, and there have been many over the years. Read the story of the Hill family and, and all, of, all of the people that they saved, but they, didn't, they weren't able to save everybody. Um, for people hiking in that area, with all of the other signage, I really do think that would be a very powerful, powerful thing. Um, so, yes, thank you uh, to Echo Kevin, to all the people that came back and watched that interview with, uh, with Kim Venditti because she was so, so, so well-spoken and so graphic and explanatory of what it was like to lose a 28-year-old daughter to the Niagara River. Um, on a happier note, I would like to uh, congratulate, before we go too much further in the program, and I forget to do so, I want to congratulate uh, the gang at Enwick High Speed Internet. They are now uh, a Business of the Year Award finalist in, uh, in Lincoln. And uh, I don't know how, uh, this is run all, of course, through the Chamber of Commerce there. And I'm not exactly sure how... Uh, how the rest of the voting happens, but anyway, uh, uh, a tip of the chapeau to uh, to Scott and the gang at uh, at Enwick, and we're very very happy to have them be a part of the program as a, as an ongoing weekly sponsor of Niagara 411 Live. So that's great. Good luck. Hope you make it. Uh, hope you make it to the top. Well done. Um, Kevin, coming up on the program today, I, I don't want to waste too much time before we tell people what we actually do have for them uh, today. You may have been exposed to, I'm not sure how you could have missed it, but nevertheless, in case you haven't, uh, there's the justice for Deidre Ann Smith. Um, movement, I guess, for the lack of a better word. We are going to be speaking with Tasha Davidson, who is uh, a sister to Deidre Ann Smith, and we'll tell you Deidre's story, and we'll tell you Tasha's story as well. And a couple of young folks who did a great job over the past week, Estelle and Evie, were uh, in the Casablanca Beach area, and there was uh, some people in trouble on a rubber raft out in the lake, and they happened to play a role in helping these people survive. So I thought it would be kind of cool. Kevin and I thought, yeah, let's get uh, let's get Estelle and Evie on and find out exactly what's what's going on. It was just a uh, small little post on Niagara 411, but it was very scary. It would have been scary for the girls yeah. to sit there and not know whether or not the people on the floaty were going to be rescued. Yeah. And for the people out there that were being pulled further from shore. I mean, that it had to be harrowing, not knowing if anybody's going to come rescue them. And once again, I mean, tied into what we were talking about with regard to the Niagara River. Ladies and gentlemen, it is very, very difficult to understand how bodies of water perform what it is they do every day. We've got uh, this lovely Lake Ontario out there, and it looks like it uh, 
goes on forever and it looks quite benign and uh, especially when it's not stormy you get a nice hot summer uh, non-blustery day it's just uh, you think it's like you're up at the cottage well you're not up at the cottage when you're in Lake Ontario trust me you're not and uh, these folks got into this inflatable and one would normally think that water runs to ground well, it doesn't always run to ground. Sometimes it runs away from ground. So in this particular case, this inflatable started to float out. I don't want to say to sea, because it's not a sea. It, went, it, it floated away from the shore. Let's put it this way, instead of toward the shore. And therein lies the problem. One does not expect water to run away from the shore, but these bodies of water do have currents that obey themselves. They don't know they're supposed to go to shore, they just go where they're going. And people that don't know where they are, are going to, uh, except by sheer luck, end up with a bit of an issue at the end of the day if they're not careful. And uh, so that's what happened in this case. Luckily, uh, as they say, all's well that ends well. Kevin? Uh, we were talking about the fact of COVID. You said when I was wearing the mask in the office and coming back down the street, you said you're still doing the mask. Uh, and as a bit of a as a bit of a message, I guess I still am because indications are, in spite of the fact that we've lightened up a little bit, we're not really out of the COVID woods yet. I think Ontario reported over 300 cases yesterday in spite of the fact that a few days ago we were down to somewhere into the single digits it's gone up again this these so-called variants uh, that people keep talking about um niagara is still okay but there are still things to be concerned about you still have to be thinking about things like these masks i have had the opportunity uh, as many others have to um have a lovely bite to eat inside restaurants or out on a patio with more people than just four or three that are members of the own family and all this other stuff so yeah it's really nice to have lightened up a little bit but should you be rethinking uh, your previous position and you're not vaccinated yet and or you have youngsters at home at the ages of 12 and over this is an opportunity for you and this is today the clinic is open from 9 30 until what is it six o'clock today kevin let's see six yeah there you go yeah yeah uh at the pelham meridian meridian community center in font hill from 9 30 to 6 p.m first come first serve walk-ins welcome ages 12 plus and this means you um first and second dose of Moderna and uh, the Pfizer vaccines. All right, so this is the final day for this uh, this walk-in walk-in clinic. And yeah, I run into people all the time that still feel that they don't want to get vaccinated and it is your choice, but it still concerns me a little bit and it concerns others, but I'm no expert, and who are we to say uh, we can force you into doing something? I mean, we're not we're not we're not living in uh, Stalinesque Russia or anything. You have your you have your choices. I just hope it doesn't. I just hope your choices don't affect me and my loved ones. That's all. That's where it 
what you do with your life is it's your call but you know what i'm saying uh-huh okay um now lee along those lines we also had the borders reopen this week but I think you it's... read you read my little mind you read my little mind uh the, here they come the americans are coming to canada uh now they are coming to Canada based on the fact that they have been vaccinated. Kevin, do we have any official document? Do they have any official document to indicate that they have been fully vaccinated? I don't know. I don't know how like the how, system works. How, I mean, how, does, how, how, do, how do the customs officers do this? I don't know. I got that little COVID receipt. That's what I got. All right, I'm kind of holding on yeah, to that. Yeah, but I don't, know what, I don't know what they have. I don't know what they have either. I don't know what the Americans are bringing over here. Yeah, you just attest to it. I and don't it's, know. It's one way at this point, right? We're letting them come over here, but we still can't go over there. Is yeah. that right? What's up with that? Yeah, what is up with that? And they're the ones that are getting 100,000 cases a day. How does this make any sense at all? It makes no sense at all. Like, Why? What am, I, what am I missing? What kind of pressure was the Canadian government put under by the American government to allow Americans to come in for non essential purposes if vaccinated or not i don't get it we can't do the same in return and our vaccination levels are better than theirs there's something there's something somebody's not telling us and i don't want to be like i don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist but i guess i just did um i don't get it kev i thought we were going to hold out till the 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 final day like the final judgment as the, you know, imagine a world, you know, and you do this final judgment, boom, boom, boom. And, and that's when I thought we would finally open the borders. Yeah, I don't get how it's only one way. That just is completely illogical for all the reasons you've already pointed out. It just, what? So they're coming here. Yeah. And they're the ones with all the cases. Yeah. I, I mean, I get it, right? There's a lot of people, a lot of businesses, a lot of families that depend on tourism especially in Niagara Falls and Niagara on the Lake and what have you, and a big portion of that is American tourists, but come on. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it makes, well, <sighs> dare I risk repeating myself, I shall do it again. I've said on this show, and I've said to people in my rec room uh, lately, if you try to make sense out of this, all you're going to end up with is a headache because there are so many things that don't make sense. Speaking of that, what I was talking about with, uh, with my assistant on the phone in the office down the street before we got this shindig underway, here's the latest news. The latest news from uh, Ottawa is the fact that your prime minister is going to be calling a flash election. They believe it's going to happen on the 20th of September, next month next month they also believe the universal they believe that it is going to be announced on sunday three days from now so um now this actually does makes a, a, a little bit of sense from the liberals point of view it makes some sense because a recent poll i guess uh, as recent as two or three days ago I did see that the liberals, the federal liberals, had about 37% support in, uh, across the country. 
that's a pretty decent level considering the other parties are down around maybe 18 or something so I mean that's a pretty good lead so anyway be ready because as of Sunday it may become official that you're going to the polls on the 20th of September to uh, elect the MP for your area and then of course we know that in June at the very latest in June of 2022 you're going to be going to the polls to uh, re-elect uh, Doug Ford or elect a new pri uh, premier for Ontario because there's another election coming up too. Joining us uh, on the program today is Tasha Davidson. Tasha Davidson is a sister of Deidre Ann Smith who was um, what was murdered and disposed of by her murderers in the in early 2018. Uh, Tasha, can you hear us okay out there? Yes. Okay, so uh, because you are out in the wind, etc., you're going to have to talk up nice and loud for us, okay? Okay. All this right. is my older sister, Tammy. Okay. Um, now, you are two, two of the three people that were charged and convicted in the death of your sister uh, have been sentenced, correct? Yes. Now, those sentences, in your opinion, were far too light. That's also correct. Okay, what were those sentences? Remind our people what they were sentenced to. We need, uh, we're not, hey, ladies, we're not hearing you at all. We need a microphone right close to your face, okay? If that's all right. All right. Can you hear me? We're getting better. Go ahead. How about now? <laughs> that's better. Okay. The, the charges at first were second degree murder. They were dropped down to manslaughter. They were the first one uh, was given six and a half years with time served. It would be a total of five years, so she has two years left to serve. The second that went up for sentencing was uh, accessory two, and she was just given two years probation, and she walked out. Okay, so why are you protesting right now uh, at uh, at the courthouse in St. Catharines? Because the last one comes up August 20th, and we need more than five years. I mean, they all pled guilty, so we need some justice. So, um, do you believe that you're actually going to have some leverage on the courts? Or um, we, I've seen comments from judges and lawyers, et cetera, that say because of how the criminal code is written and the way the charges and the evidence are, uh, they're a little bit hamstrung by the by, uh, by the the like, parameters that that they have to make the decisions on. How do you how do you deal with that? It's frustrating. Uh, the, the fact that what they did to my sister and Justin afterwards and took them 300 miles away, kilometers away, and set them on fire, uh, that, for that charge to be completely wiped out and not even be brought up, it's, it's, it's extremely frustrating. It's okay. Uh, I know we're under difficult conditions there because uh, we're outside, but. Um, 
what is the, what is the time frame now? You're, you're, you're protesting today. What, what do you hope to affect here? Do you, do you think you're really going to have an effect on our judicial system and the judgment of this case? I hope so. I hope so. We need closure. The girls need closure. My mother needs closure. Even with the deal, it, ultimately the judge has, has the last say on how much time is saved. Yeah. So, I'm just hoping that you do, guys. I mean, our victim impact statements seem to fall on deaf ears today. And that's how I felt after first two. So. And what's the, uh, what, sorry, what, what's the date for the, for the announcement it's of the Friday. verdict? Or the, or the sentence, August I mean. August 20th. Pardon? August 20th. August 20th. All right. Tasha and sisters, uh, thanks for joining us. I won't, uh, I won't put you through this uh, any longer. You, uh, um, Godspeed, good luck. Um, we, uh, we'll be thinking of Deidre as you are, and thanks for coming with us today. Thank you. All right. Bye. All right. Um, too bad we didn't have a bit of a clearer feed there, Kev. But uh, yeah, it is I, too bad. Here I can show you. I mean, but I think we got the point. Two murders, and they will only serve five years in total. Now, there's a, there are a lot of, and justice for Deidre. There are a lot of nuances. And to uh, this you know story. what? I think they can still hear us. We were having a hard time hearing what it was you were saying, but yeah, we still got you on screen. If you want to go and show us some of the signs and some of the people that are protesting, I mean, clearly that's the uh, courthouse in downtown St. Catharines. Mm -hmm. There was a protest last Thursday as well when we were leaving this show, Lee. I drove right by it and saw everybody there, gave them a couple honks. I'm familiar with the case. It happened just on Pelham Road yeah. in St. Catharines. Um, it's abhorrent to look at the sentences that are coming down in this case, given the circumstance, given the murder, given they transported the body, uh, given how callous they were to even um, pawn off some of the personal Yeah, belongings. they made a couple of stops and sold some some trinkets or whatever it is before they while well, they still had the bodies with them i really don't understand how human beings act that way um that being said sitting here playing the ever-present devil's advocate one of the hardest things especially for families to wrap their heads around because of course they're coming from a place of emotion, that is a given, is the, the legal parameters within which prosecutors and, and, and judiciary people, i.e. judges, etc., work under, this, under the circumstances of the way the plea deals came down, the way the, the criminal code is written, and the way the evidence stacks up the time served all of these all of these things impact on what judges use as information in order to pass a sentence on people all of these things have been taken into account now i'm d did the judge and as a matter of fact i'd love to be able to talk to a judge in one of these cases once it's over and done and finished whether they would want to come and talk to us or not i don't know but um has the judge pushed the parameters of of their decision making to the limit or have they gone with averages etc but there is only so far 
that they can go based on the evidence and the situation that they're working with. They have to deal with the evidence and the situation at hand. Is that always seemingly fair? No. But they've got, they've kind of got shackles on too. They can't just sit there and say, boy, I wish I, wish I could really throw the book uh, at, at these people and put them all in jail for 25 years with no possibility for parole. Based on what he has, can't do it. And at this point, Lee, there's an agreed-upon statement of facts that includes murder, double murder, blunt force trauma to the yeah. head of... And then disposal. Deidre's a mother of three. Yeah. Lying to the police when they come to your door, cleaning up the crime scene, traveling with the deceased bodies, transporting them three, four hundred kilometers away, dumping them in the bush, setting them on fire. Six and a half years? Seems... Unjust. I agree. I, to I totally agree. I I'm not going to sit here and tell you what the appropriate crime is, and anybody close to Deidre would say, well, it's absolute life, right? Eye for an eye. But I know that six and a half years is not right. Mm -mm. That's not right. And I don't, there was... Uh, there and, was oh, sorry, you see some of the signs there. Yeah. Uh, for some of them, given their uh, pretrial custody, it's only two more years, and that's why the signs are saying... Well, yeah, because this is where I was... <laughs> You're reading my mind again. That's got to be scary for you. Um, because I was thinking of that exact same thing. Um, time served is an interesting phrase in our judicial system. The time served isn't just time served. Time served translates to more time than you actually served. Here's why. You are, you, you are in jail before you have actually been convicted of a crime so the way the the way the code is written the way all of these things are put together is the fact that a day in pre-trial custody is worth more than a day in post-trial custody because you haven't been proven guilty yet you are you are technically incarcerated as a, as a not guilty I didn't say innocent I said not guilty person. So the legal system gives you more more time accredited for that. I can't remember whether it's uh, a day and a half or two days. Or I, I don't know what the ratio is, but but that's how that works. I mean, and, and you see some of the people here in the images, um, the one there, Honk for My Daughter, I would assume that that is Deidre's mother. Yeah. Um, Deidre herself was a mother of three. I'm not sure whether everybody wearing the Mama's Girl shirt would be Deidre's daughters, but I mean... This is a family story. This is a human story that touches a lot of people right here in St. Catharines and Niagara. And, and to, to walk, walk it back a little bit, this was something that happened shortly after a New Year's Eve party. It wasn't on New Year's Eve, but it was uh, by, what, January the 2nd uh, of 2018. And there had been some partying going on. Nobody is saying that everybody made the right decisions. There was obviously some, uh, some alcohol and drug use involved. The feeling is, uh, or the understanding is, that the upstairs neighbors were responsible for the murders of these two people. And then, it would appear, realizing what they'd done, they decided to 
try to do their best to remedy the situation. And by that, it meant taking the bodies out of the apartment, putting them in a car or vehicle of some sort or whatever, and taking some of their goods. There was, uh, uh, there was some conjectures uh, that allegedly there were some drugs and money involved. I don't know. Godly, I mean, if... I don't know. If your heart's not breaking right now, if that's Deidre's <laughs> daughter, I'm just... And then you... And then you drive for hours still probably laced up on whatever it is you've been ingesting go to a pawn shop you pawn some of these people's things and then you bury them light fire to them and throw wood on top of it it's we're not exactly talking about uh, a crime of passion that somebody was out of con this was there was thinking that went into this. Now there, that's uh, Tasha. Is that you on the screen there, Tasha? Yeah, I'm not sure if... Um, yeah. I, I know you've been listening to the whole thing. If you could walk a little further away from the protesters, we might get another opportunity for you to uh, to say a couple things and add on. Where, where you and your sister were before, it was just impossible to get good audio from you guys, or you girls, rather. Um, and maybe you can clarify some of what we were seeing there. Um, it looks like your mom was out there, your daughter was out there. Maybe maybe we have, you tried now, Tasha? Um, this is the first time my mom's been out in a long, long time. Yeah, she's had a hard time since the last few days. It's really good to have her out here to take her. Yeah, it's, it's still kind of tough to hear you, yeah, unfortunately. I, we apologize profusely, but the images are very powerful. And uh, we'd encourage you. Yeah, maybe if you you walk a little further away, and, and the background noise isn't. It's almost it's almost like you got you got to yell at us from into whatever microphone you're using. I don't know what it is, but. Um, That's my phone. <laughs> it's just your phone, okay? Can you hear me now? Well, you 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 you, you got to almost you have to almost eat it. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. But you've been. You, you've been listening to our coverage is there anything you can add to what you've been listening to um i, I know that uh, everybody the, the reporters i know that they try to get it right with, with, the, with what had happened uh my, my sister her birthday was uh january or december 31st so new year's Eve was her birthday uh she had her youngest with her uh, they celebrated upstairs, and, and nothing, no partying that night. She had her daughter there, and then the next day, she dropped my niece off at the paternal grandmother's and went back home, and that was the last week. Okay. Uh, we searched for 21 days, we filed a missing person report, and that was, that was when we, we found her on January 21st, and we were, we were given the news on the phone. All right. Um, um, sorry. No, it's just just everything that uh, transpired afterwards. You know, we had hoped that we were able to do what they promised at the beginning, but just with witnesses and lack of evidence, I guess. I don't know. Uh, it's frustrating that all three were offered the deal. It was only originally to the Rosie, and then the other two took it. Okay, Tasha, we're gonna um, have to we're we're gonna have to call it there. Um, um, keep us po keep us posted though on on any feedback that you get. 
from the authorities as a result of of your of your protests out there okay okay thank you so much guys yeah and yeah, uh I, i'll apologize you know sometimes technology is not our friend and today it kind of failed us a little bit um i still think it was very powerful though especially the imagery and uh, yeah. maybe we can get you get you on again at a later date yeah well being okay, thank you oh you're welcome being and there there is uh deidre and smith right there and you know people don't always none of us always make smart choices in life on any given day at any given moment take the people that were in the raft we were talking about that floated out instead of in um stuff just happens and um maybe some of these uh, not great decisions led to this tragedy but nobody deserves to be treated that way and have their life end that way nobody and where does the justice for Deidre and those of Deidre's ilk come in where is where is the bar set for judicial people and officers of the court should that bar be moved and I know that's a hard bar to move believe me but one might think that these protests that Natasha and her sisters and family are indulging in are a waste of time and effort and um, and emotion however they will leave a mark people will take notice of the fact that these sentences have so far two out of the three sentences have so far seemed terribly inadequate what will happen with the third will it will it be affected by this all rhetorical questions we have no idea and we have no idea what uh, what the judiciary has to deal with in making those decisions and what conversations have been had behind closed doors because these three people did plead guilty but they pled guilty in such a way as to either they were all telling the same story or they were all telling different stories and th th there is a Kevin I think there's a lot of this that's pretty hot tough for prosecutors and the judiciary to pin down you know like to, to, to really get a clear picture of and for the family that's not satisfactory I get that I'd feel exactly the same way but but from a legal precedent point of view here we are so now my heart goes out to uh, to Deidre's family and Absolutely. children it's just heartbreaking and you know, I think when you have somebody taken from you in that manner, no matter the sentence, it will never be enough. Oh, um, no, no. But, but as you mentioned, I think inadequate describes this completely. Yeah. It's just, it's just totally inadequate to, to help people feel that they did achieve justice, that justice was served. But then, it is, is there justice possible in the minds of family, really? Is there justice possible? for loved ones that are taken from you not only early i mean uh, that 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 horrible faux cancer takes us a lot takes a lot of people early COVID has taken people before their time pneumonia all kinds of diseases have taken people before their time but in this way under any circumstance can you ever think that justice is done
I mean, that word closure is one that really kind of makes me crazy. Because I don't know that you ever really get personal and emotional closure from something like Just, that. I mean, on the surface, to go downstairs looking for drugs and money, killing two people, pawning their belongings, cleaning up the crime scene, driving them three, four hundred kilometers away, dumping the bodies, setting them on fire, only to be found three weeks later. Yeah. Six and a half years. Doesn't doesn't ring true. No, no. No. There's a disconnect there for me. Especially when there's, there's guilty pleas, there's no question. It's... But nobody is telling us why the six and a half years. Here's why they were sentenced to, oh, okay, I don't agree with you, but thanks for explaining it. Nobody's explained it. Uh, the only thing that I've been that able, I've able to see, and a lot of it is reading between the lines, unfortunately, sometimes in, in cases of murder, the only witnesses are the accused. There's nobody left to verify exactly what happened. Forensics can only and there, yeah. paint a clear enough picture, and maybe the evidence just wasn't there to support... Um, you know, support a, a longer sentence well, without, can, a, without a plea. You can bet the Crown uh, did as much due diligence as they could to try to find anybody that might have been witnesses to this uh, party weekend, if you, if you will. But obviously there wasn't enough there. And to go to your point, the witnesses are the perpetrators. The victims are gone, obviously. Uh, the the committers of the crime are the only ones that they have to get information from and uh, how credible are those sources so you kind of left with a bag of air you got you got nothing now uh, Lee just to uh, throw you a lifeline here and just uh, move away from this terrible situation I wasn't aware again, that I needed one but thanks Kevin. Yeah, but the uh, the protest is ongoing and I know they appreciate the honk so if you're driving by the area Court Street downtown St. Uh -uh. Catharines be sure to honk your support yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, lots of other crime and punishment kind of happening this week across <laughs> yes. across Niagara. Litany yeah. of it, from a jewelry theft to uh, to gas bars, and I guess we'll start there. Let's start there. Uh, once again, this is getting very scary. I think perhaps we've been working together too long uh, because we kind of have an idea where we're going with this. You may remember last week, Kevin and I had a conversation uh, about a story that involved a mental midget uh, who robbed a small fish and chip shop that is an iconic store in downtown St. Catharines on Lake Street called the Frying Guys. Now you go into a chip shop at 2 o'clock in the afternoon with a gun. Well, first of all, uh, you should be in jail just for being stupid. Second of all, now we've got another one. What is this with armed robberies? People would go in and try to rob convenience stores, Kevin, all the time. But you don't go, you, you really elevate your crime when you go in with some sort of weapon. Well, this happened at a Gales gas bar slash convenience store location, and I know it well. And I'm not just talking about this because Gales is our title sponsor. We would be talking about this irrespective of that. They deserve to have this out there. This guy who's saying, oh, mask, if you read it backwards, mask required. Oh, I better put this mask on because I'm going to rob the store. <laughs> like, wouldn't you have a mask on anyway if you're going to rob somebody? I mean, these people should go to jail for just being stupid. Honest to God. So... Him and his buddy 
they go into, this is the one on Collier Road, not too far from the Welland Canal that connects uh, Thorold with Niagara Falls. Highway 58 area. So they go in uh, and they come out with uh, some amount of cash and lottery tickets. Wow, boy, that's a big take, isn't it? And you come in with a weapon? I don't know what weapon it was. They didn't say what weapon it was. But any weapon means it's, it's armed robbery. What are you thinking? I mean, you know, go in and pretend you're being a tough guy or something like that and try to intimidate the poor person that's a clerk behind the counter, scare the hell out of them, and, uh, and take whatever money they've got. And believe me, these stores have security things in place. You're not going to get very much money. You're really not. Um, but you do it with a weapon? I swear, Kevin, I think I'm living on the wrong planet. It's like Planet of the Apes or something. And these are the original photos that the police released. Oh, yeah, there's the first photos. Uh, now, so, now, so there, see, he's wearing a mask. That's there? a guy that's pretty easy to spot. Wouldn't you want to wear a cat suit or something? Here's, uh, here's Joe Farmer. He's got his uh, pants on. He's got a plaid, got a plaid shirt, gray hat, gray mask. Well, at least he's color coordinated. You got to give him that much. He's got a gray hat and a gray mask. Well, good for you, sir. You've got yourself a little bit of fashion sense, at least. Doofus. Now this guy, and there, there they are. There's that's that's him, and there's the other guy. Yeah, I think this guy is that guy. Yeah, probably. Just the colors are different. I don't know. And you traumatize. What is it? Same guy? Well, well, it has to be the same guy because the guy in the plaid shirt can't be that guy. No, I wouldn't think so. That's got to be the other guy. I can't keep track of this. I don't either. And then, uh, and then there's the the jewelry store guy. Oh, this is a beauty. This is a beauty. Uh, not that you can tell who this. And people that wear T-shirts or something with logos and names on them when they go rob something. There we go. Boy, that's a tough guy to identify, isn't it? So this was, now, was this at the Penn Center or was this at the Seaway Mall? This was the Seaway Mall one. So this is the original report from police. All right, so this dude goes into the Seaway Mall, 547. Again, 10 to 6. There's a lot of people around. Tiana Jewelers at the Seaway Mall. Nice spot. Been there myself. He goes in and steals a tray of gold chains. Eh, gold chains are popular today. Why not? If you're going to steal something, whatever. Uh, and, and ran off. The owners are trying to find the suspect. I don't know how they can't find him. Uh, like, you think you'd be able to catch this dude, right? Where's the security at the Seaway Mall? I know they used to have mall security. Is 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 that is that now also a, a casualty of COVID that we don't have security people on duty at malls? How do you run out of a mall with a with a, with a tray load of gold jewelry and now you can't find him? How do you do it twice? I'm sorry, I have these questions. How do you do it twice, Lee? And then twice because. And you might ask to yourself, you mean he did it twice? Yes, he did. He did it to the Penn Center. He traveled from the Seaway Mall, probably got off at uh, Woodlawn there, took the 406, popped off at Glendale, went into the Seaway Mall, and oh, well, let's try this again. At approximately 6.50. Now, this is exactly an hour, eh, it's an hour later. 
the same male entered the Charm Diamond Center. Now that at least has a little bit more cachet, the Charm Diamond Center. Now if you're gonna rob someplace, I guess that's a pretty, uh, that's a pretty attractive name for a thief, right? So he asked to uh, have a look at some necklaces. Uh, let me see some of your uh, gold. All right, so as a result, he grabs necklaces and ran out of the store. He's still at large. Kevin, this is the Penn Center. We have to have, we have to have security prowling Penn Center. How does this happen in a mall that big? I have to give credit, though, to Tiana Jewelers. These are some pretty good security photos. Actually, yes. I, I, kudos to you, because we have seen some really, in these days of modern technology, we have seen some really crappy surveillance video. But this is good. So you should either be looking at guys you know that like somebody this. Somebody knows this guy. Yeah, or, you know, talk to hairdressers, see if they shaved dreadlocks off anybody recently. And what is that T-shirt? Somebody has to recognize that T-shirt. I have no idea. What, what is does that, that mean? I have no idea. This is not, this is like me going in with a mask on and a gun and a big blue hat and a, and a, and a sweater with a logo on it and they can't find me. And I've just robbed a jewelry store. Are you kidding me? Like somebody knows this dude. Possibly wearing gold chains. <laughs> yeah, if you see somebody wearing more than one. <laughs> It could be a problem. Could be that guy. You might be a redneck if. Oh, Kevin, I swear. Life just gets weirder and weirder. People get stupider and stupider. And I know that's not good grammar, but you know what I mean. Dumb and dumber. Thank you, Electra, for all you sometimes do for us. Okay. Uh, yes, our sponsors. Thank you, Kevin, for doing that. Um, Gail's Gas Bars uh, has been with us since uh, almost the beginning. Certainly, uh, certainly, as we got this thing ramped up here at Fiddler's Poorhouse, we went into uh, sort of what you might call a second generation of Niagara 411 Live uh, at the end of 2020. And it rolled on into... Uh, this location and since then Gales has been with us this is season two episode 32 they have been with us every one of those 32 episodes and for that we thank them and uh, Jessica Friesen the CEO of Gales I can't say enough about Jessica's support she does so much in the community um, and I'm, I'm not just buttering her up because she's a sponsor she's a sponsor because uh, Kevin and we stream uh, and, uh, uh, and others do great work on this program. That's, that's why she's here, is because it's, it's good quality Niagara information, infotainment, if you will. Uh, but we do appreciate her being here. Uh, she is an accomplished and published author. Um, her first book was released and it was her journey through dealing with postpartum depression after the birth of her first son, Eddie, who's now just over 14, almost 15 years old. Um, and totally, totally separate from her role as a CEO of a, of a local company. Um, so she's got, as, as families do in the summertime, she has a lot of things going on. So we'll probably have a chance to talk to Jessica about that somewhere, maybe our last show of the month, maybe, maybe the end of August, we'll have a chance to get, uh, 
get Jessica on. Always, always happy to have them here as our title sponsor. Carlo and the gang at Performance Heating and Air trying to save you and your family money on those uh, accommodations because they have local families as well and it's important for them that they help you and their families with, uh, with their expertise in the heating and air conditioning genre here in Niagara. Enwick High Speed Internet, uh, always a pleasure to have them here, and uh, in case you missed it earlier, Enwick has been, uh, has made it to the finals for the Business of the Year. This is a, an awards process that is run through the Lincoln County, um, uh, what am Chamber I trying to say? Chamber of Commerce. I just went dull there, yeah. Chamber of Commerce. So uh, congratulations to Enwick. Scott, I uh, hope you come out on top with that one. And to uh, Mark and Blake Shirk and their entire staff of Verge Insurance Group, our other sponsors. And we do have requests, by the way, from others as to how they can get involved with the program. But we do things a little bit differently here. We don't, uh, we're not like uh, NASCAR, where we uh, load the program up with so many logos and names and stuff you can't figure out what's what. Uh, or local, um, what you would call traditional media, whereby we'll take anybody's money at any time, we'll find a spot for you. Um, we are sold out. This is, uh, this is our group. This is our core group of people. We're not going to add more logos to it. We're not going to take any more money for it than we already have. Uh, this, is, this is the model that we put in place, and, and this is what we're doing with it and uh, and that's where we that's where we are we have a we have a content sharing partnership with Nick at Niagara 411 uh, which of course why we call this Niagara 411 live uh, Nick and uh, Kevin and I do uh, have, have have a working relationship so that's that's great because it's always good to be able to have some credible content sources and credibility these days is a is kind of a tough commodity to come across with the so-called uh, is it fake news isn't it fake news is it conspiracy is it like where do you believe and who do you believe and where do you believe it and what do you read and how do you like so so we rely on each other to keep uh, keep us all keep us all honest and of course Nick's mom who is the overseer uh, of all things good yeah I <laughs> I really love Niagara 411, and I know everybody watching now loves Niagara 411. Yeah. And where it sits in our community, because yeah. there is this shift in media, and MSM, mainstream media, and you and I both have backgrounds in that, will try and tell you that they're the only ones that can deliver verified information, and it's just not true. So many times the story comes alive in the comments of Niagara 411, People say, I was there, this is my cousin, and those are the stories we tell at the beginning. I mean, uh, Tasha there, Deidre's sister, yeah. was active in the comments of Niagara 411 saying, that's my sister, justice for Deidre. We reach out to her, she tells us the story. Mm -hmm. We get it right from the source, and Niagara 411 helps us do that a lot of times through the comments, and I know we've got a couple of sisters coming up in about five minutes, and same thing, right? It seems like just an innocuous post on Niagara 411, hey, there was a rescue, on mm -hmm. Casablanca Beach, and then you read the comments and find out that, hey, two young girls jumped up and did what they could to help with the rescue effort. Also in those comments, Lee, uh, somebody said, my husband was working on a crane. As you know, there's a lot of uh, tall building and condo construction oh, yeah. in that area. Grim's so beyond the lake. Somebody had a, had a, a bird's eye view yeah. and said, oh, wait a second, there's a raft way out from shore. 
That's not right. That doesn't look good. And these are the stories that unfold in Niagara 411, yeah. and we don't need you know, double fact-checking or verification. We see the people, the real people living here in Niagara telling their honest-to-good stories. And, uh, and again, last week when we had Kimberly Venditti, she was commenting on uh, on the uh, the tragic case of the two, the 22 and the 27-year-old that drowned in the gorge. And telling us her own story, uh, which is which is why we're here, too, to learn from each other. Um, and comments aren't always nice, but doesn't mean you can't learn from things from time to time. Uh, just to promote something uh, well in advance, oftentimes we don't have it planned this well in advance, but Kevin in his inimitable style of uh, constant improvement uh, on this program, uh, we will bring you Sleepy Gene at about 1.30 today to play out, to play out, the, we always have a musical act, a Niagara related musical act to play us off the stage, if you will. Uh, Sleepy Jean is going to be joining us. She's uh, sort of a nostalgic uh, throwback kind of singer performer and she's going to be uh, doing a song called How's It All Gonna End? And wouldn't we like to know that? Anyway, or maybe we wouldn't like uh, to know I know, that. it's it's going to end with Sleepy Jean's video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there. Well, today at least it is, yeah. yeah. Today will. Right. Um, Lee, maybe you want to squeeze in this one. Uh, kind of water related and uh, I know you were commenting on it prior to the show before we get uh. to... Uh, Estelle and uh, you know, so I have heard uh, on air, on, on radio and TV advertising for people to buy tickets and passes, etc., to Marine Land for the season. All well and good; they're allowed to advertise, of course, and and, uh, and good for them. Now this story popped up today, and I know Marine Land is going to take heat for it, but it has nothing to do with them it's all and this is what drives people crazy about mainstream media sometimes as to what the headlines look like so here's the headline whale transferred to u.s aquarium from marine land dies no plans to replace it all right so that's the headline that comes up what is the first thing that pops into people's minds. Considering what we have gone through here in Niagara over the last number of years, anytime the name Marineland comes up, bells and whistles go off and flags go up. And read this again. Whale transferred to U.S. Aquarium from Marineland dies. Okay. I'm not pleased that this lovely white beluga baby whale died. I, I, I don't know if it's a baby or not, but it's obviously a beluga. I keep thinking of that, that, that book that my kids had when, when, when they were uh, young, Baby Beluga, so that's why it comes out late. So, this whale transferred from Marine Land in Niagara Falls to United States Aquarium. The whale passes away. And I know you might have your beefs with Marine Land, but don't start blaming them. Because you know, you know, Kevin, that's what happens. It's it's uh, it's guilt by association. You see that you see that name come up in a story, and uh, now I could be end up uh, end up proven wrong. Who knows? Maybe maybe something wrong with the transfer. I don't know. But people jump to conclusions, and just by the way that that CBC headline is written that word Marineland sort of flashes at you like a, like a neon logo. Yeah, I honestly think most people read this as 
whale from Marineland from, forever. Yeah, whale from Marineland dies. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not right. That is just not right. And this is the way things get reported that give people a, uh, they give people in the so-called mainstream media of which I was one for 47 years a bad name and I just don't think it's right Kevin you you know there was the scoop mentality many years ago who got the story first used to drive me nuts as a young broadcaster and then as a as a manager and a program director and general manager and all this other hoo-ha uh, it used to drive me nuts that people had this scoop mentality. Oh, we got it first. How can somebody tell that you got it first? You can't listen to three or four different outlets and read six newspapers all at the same time and watch three television stations all at the same time to determine who got it first. It's always been more important to me who got it right. Ah, now we're on territory, uh, terra firma, uh, when it comes to reporting stories. And to this day, Kevin, we've reverted back to that. Nobody gives a crap who got it right. It's who gets it first. We've gone, we've gone full circle. We, are, we live in the age of apology. We're, oh, we're apologizing for this uh, story because uh, we erroneously uh, reported that. Well, shut up. You shouldn't have erroneously reported it in the first place. Who got it right? Don't care who got it first. Who got it right? Man. All right. Enough of that rant. But anyway, our condolences to the whale. Joining us right now are Estelle and Evie. Okay, hand up. Who's Estelle? Hand up. Hi, Estelle. How are you? Hi, how are you? I'm great. So you can hear me and I can hear you, right? Yeah. Good. Uh, and Evie, that must be you on the other side. Yes. Okay. So, in uh, in nice, loud, clear voices, I don't know who wants to start, uh, but um, what happened when you... <laughs> she is? Okay. Estelle's going to start? <laughs> is that right? Okay. You've been nominated. <laughs> okay. So... Um, so where were you when uh, when you realized these people in the boat or in the in the rubber thing were in trouble? Casab Casablanca Beach. Right. So paint paint the picture for me. What was happening? Oh well. Um, so we were going down to the beach like we um, do every day, and um, when we were down when we were down at the beach. Um, me and my sister saw these people in the water that were really, really, really far out on floaties. And we were telling our mom, like, um, hey, well, um, do, do those people need help? And my mom was just like, um, I don't think we have to worry unless they are waving their hands at us. So right after she said that, right after she, she said that, they started to wave their hands and then me, so me and Estelle ran to these totally, because my mom did not have a phone, so we had to ran to these people, and Estelle ran to these two guys, and then I ran to this other guy that was there, I'm just like, can, don't mind me use your phone, can we call 911, because these people are out in the water waving. Yeah. 
Okay, um, so, um, the two guys, they called, um, they called the post guard, okay. and my mom called the, um, um, police with, um, the other person's phone, um, Evie. <laughs> you, you're gonna take it away, Evie? And that was, and then we waited, and we stayed there until he said, um, there, the Coast Guard is coming, and then we waited, and it was not, like, it, there was no waves, it was just the wind, and it was gonna rain and thunder. And, it, and they kept on going farther and farther. We only saw a little bit of green on their floaty. Were you really worried about these people? Yes. How many people were in the boat? Two. I think two. Two? How old were they? Do you know, were they adults? I think they were like, yeah, adults. Yeah. Yeah, I think that they were adults. So when the, when the Coast Guard arrived and, and all of those emergency people, was it kind of exciting? What happened then? How did they do this? They, they got a boat to re rescue the people that were on the floaty. And there was two boats. So one went from Burlington and one, so one came from Burlington and one came from Anagra. From where? From Niagara. 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 Yeah, okay. Right. Exciting? Yes, it was really exciting. <laughs> Hi, Mom. I know you're in the background there, but hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so you guys must have been, you two must have been pretty excited about this. Yes. Yes. Now, did, would, when the did did the boat did they did they bring the dinghy into into shore with the people in it or did they put no. the people on their boats and bring them in? They, they put the people on their boat to bring them. In. All right. Did you see them when they got in? Did they talk to you? No. 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 They must have just taken them away, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. To see if they were okay. So. Um, when all when all of this was was over, and uh, and and the excitement was a little a little calmer, like how did you feel? Like, <laughs> tell them. Wait, I don't I don't know what you mean. Can you say that again? <laughs> what did you, what did you say? Um, I couldn't hear what you said. I I just said, how did you feel when this was all over? Oh, we were super excited and we were happy. <laughs> yeah. So we were happy that they were safe. Good. Uh, uh, and and so you should. Well, we're happy that you were help. Uh, you were there to help them be safe. Now, do you guys, you you ladies, uh, live in Grimsby? Yes. Okay. And you said you go to the beach every day. Yes. Yes. Wow, that's pretty cool. That's a, that's a nice beach, isn't it? Yes. All right. So, um, so what uh, do you have any advice for people going through what you two have gone through? Do you have any advice for people that visit the beach? Yes. What is no that? floaties? No, no floaties. No floaties at the beach. Be be wise about the water, right? What's happening? Sorry. <laughs> 
Okay. I'm sorry. Sounds like somebody's trying to FaceTime him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's all it's it's all good. Uh, so they said, "Hey, I see you on Facebook." I see you on Facebook. Yeah, you've got you've got friends watching you right now, probably. Yeah. So. Uh, yes. All right. Now you two you two are going to be going back to school in September, correct? Yes. Yes. All right. Yes. No no more learning from home. You're going to be learning from the classroom, right? Yeah. Yes. Is, is that is that a good thing? Are you looking forward to that? Yes. I'll bet. So, Estelle, what grade will you be going into? I'll be going into grade five. Grade five, and Evie? Grade four. Grade four. So you guys go to the same school. You see each other every day, all day, right? Well, no. not last year, but I think this year we'll be seeing each other a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Is that good for you? Or do you just, or do you just ignore each other in the halls? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, congratulations. We love you. Uh, we thank you so much for your service. And um, you, you keep doing good things, and good things will happen. Okay, ladies? You have a, you have a wonderful day. We promise. Thank you. All you right. too. I will. Thank you very much. Bye, Estelle. Bye, Abby. Bye. 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 Mom, what do we do? Oh, what two lovely young ladies. Absolutely. Yeah. Good thing they did that. A so, wonderful thing. A uh, wonderful thing. Lee, just to put a, a bow on it here, here is the post in Niagara 411, and you'll see that, that um, Estelle and Evie's mom commented on there, and that's how we reached out to them. But the, um, the NRP also commented. NRP weighs in. It might seem like a good idea to escape the heat and take a floaty to the beach. Please don't. Everyone is safe, but resources were tied up yesterday for a group that got blown offshore. That's how fast it can happen. Uh, and again, not to put too fine a point on it, that interview that we did with uh, Kim Venditti last week, the amazing thing about that and now we're talking about a different place of course this was down in the niagara gorge hiking trail etc she was taking a picture standing on a rock rocks get slippery she slipped off uh and stood up in knee-high water knee-high water you wouldn't think that anything could happen to you standing in knee-high water just as her boyfriend goes to as anybody would goes to uh, pick her hand and just to help her get back onto shore like helping somebody up a step current comes along and whips her away like a rag doll. What? That's how quickly these things happen and that's that's how much you have to respect being around bodies of water. Last summer I witnessed a rescue exactly like this. We yeah. were doing a wedding at Lakeview by Carmen's which is uh, just Hamilton, past the Wild Waterworks where that big globe oh, yeah, is. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right yeah, in that area. Yeah. And we were on Lake Ontario. All of a sudden, um, the crews started coming. Right. We saw the fire there, the police there, wondering what was going on. And shortly thereafter, uh, you know, two people on their floaties or dinghies or whatever you want to call them had to get towed in. And I guess you don't know, right? You think that all the waves are coming ashore, so if I go out there, but sometimes the wind patterns will push you further than the waves and... Yeah. You know, it's upper creek without a paddle. You think right? it's it's not like being at a lake in cottage country. It's not like being in Lake of Bays or, or the Kawarthas or any place like that. 
Um, yeah, there's some currents and lakes, but there's nothing like being in a body of water that has currents, like a lake. That lake water, uh, I'm, I'm talking the Great Lakes, that lake water is going someplace. It has a plan. The Niagara River is going someplace. It has a route. And it's going there pretty damn fast. Even if it doesn't look like it on the surface. You have to respect the water. Kevin, speaking of respecting things, we uh, often get lazy with our internet and social media and email communications, etc. And once again, we are being reminded of a scam that is circulating around Niagara that you should be aware of. I thought we had been able to maybe put this one to bed, but apparently not. And again, the warning comes from the Niagara Regional Police Service. They are warning uh, members of the public to be on the watch for the uh, gift card scam. Now, here's how it works. I'm surprised we're still talking about it. But the victims will receive phone calls from the scammers pretending to be a representative of their bank, advising you there appears to be fraudulent activity on your account. The scammer then asks the victim to allow the scammer access to your computer to review their bank records. If the victim grants remote access, we have a monitor issue going on here. Oh, can you not see that? I can now, but it, 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 we're in and out. We've got a bit of a monitor problem. Oh, okay. Anyway, you know what happens if you grant somebody remote access to your computer. They have access to everything that is that is in there. Okay? So, um, no bank. Again, here we repeat these things. No bank or official agency is ever going to ask you to give them remote access to your computer. Drug days. Just say no. All right? Uh, one thing happened to me as well, and actually it's still going on to some degree. Somewhere, now I'm not sure whether they hacked the CRA, or whether, which is the Canada Revenue Agency, or whether they hacked me in particular. But one day I woke up, checked my uh, computer, my emails, as I usually do, and there were something like 470 notifications in my inbox that my mail had been undeliverable. Well, first of all, I hadn't sent any mail to be undeliverable. Secondly, I did not recognize the addresses that apparently couldn't receive the email that I never sent in the first place. Are you uh, following this? <laughs> it's not easy. Um, and it was something that was just uh, um, completely crazy to me. So I knew, I knew that I'd been hacked or someone had somehow uh, hacked an organization that was using my email. And my email is very public. It's my business email. It's lws at live.ca. I'll tell you the email. You can attack me at one. It's not any some sort of state secret. But I was getting these kickbacks all the time. And that's, and I was ignoring it because I usually ignore this stuff because I figure uh, I'm smart enough, I can do this. So I just ignored it, erased them and all the rest of it and went, and, and went on about my day. Until one person 
one person that had email was a, was a notification as if I were as if I were sending a note from the CRA to tell these people that I was sending the message to that I had uh, that they had an outstanding payment coming to them they had money coming to them and if they contacted me then I could make all that happen uh, and uh, they would get their money well I never sent any such email I don't work for the CRA it never happened but it came from my email address and this one fellow I guess to his credit started threatening me said that you stop these things and etc 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 and he threatened my family and my bank accounts and all the rest of it and basically I told him to go uh, pound salt weren't exactly the two words that I used, uh, but uh, but that's how it went. Now, apparently, it's uh, it's all been figured out by somebody uh, of greater mind than I, and uh, the same guy sent me an email later this morning, just before we went on the air with his show, saying, "Oh, I see what's going on. Uh, sorry, I apologize for any inconvenience I may have caused you or your family." Well, duh, yeah. So, had I been had had I been a little less astute about these things, I might have really, really, really been upset. And he tried to extort me. He tried to say, "I will not divulge all of your banking information, and I will not tell your friends and family, and I will not do this if you send me two thousand dollars." Well, that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> Uh, so that's what's been happening to me personally um, and one of the things Kevin I, I think I want to have in a subsequent show I want to track down somebody that can tell people who to contact when these things happen because the worst thing is is I know I'm I know I'm being screwed here who do I talk to I called the regional police they said we can't help you. Uh, it's not what we do, etc. But uh, you can. Blah, 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 blah. Here we go, Lee. I mean, I don't think we need to go to a subsequent show. Why don't we just answer that question right now from the NRP? Here's your right. call. If you received one of these calls, messages, but did not experience a financial loss, please report by calling Phone Busters. Ah. At one eight eight. 495-8501 or contact the Canadian Anti-Fraud Center. Alright, there we go. We've answered my own question. I should have already known this, but I didn't. I so didn't know that. I didn't I didn't know that either. I did not know that you could call the Canadian Anti-Fraud Center. Thank you, uh, thank you, Niagara 411 for putting that up there. Yeah. I so there we go. As a matter of fact, this afternoon when I go home, I am gonna call them. Because I think my problem is over, but I don't know it's over. No, but you should. And, and the funny thing was, we were talking about this off air and saying, so the, the person at the other end of that email was okay with committing uh, blackmail, but they didn't want to commit bank fraud. As no. in, they're threatening you and saying, I have yeah. all of your banking information, so give me $2,000. So give me 2000 bucks. Well, if you're willing to commit blackmail, why wouldn't you just take that information and clear up my bank account? Yeah, if you're going to clear up my bank account, go for it, pal. I mean, he's the prince of Nigeria anyway, so who cares? <laughs> and you will be so surprised at how little there is in my bank account. <laughs> That's probably why he asked for the two grand. I've checked your bank account. <laughs> <laughs> so you can reach under your mattress. Yeah. Maybe I, can, you can... I can blackmail you for more. 
<laughs> um, I know we're uh, we're going to wrap up here in a few minutes with yeah. a sleepy gene, but just yeah. uh, monitoring Niagara 411, and a news story got posted within the last hour. <laughs> has to do with the number of cars that have been stolen across Niagara, oh and, a, um, and an arrest has been made. Oh, good. After five stolen vehicles recovered. That's very good. Early August 2021, that means earlier this month, members of the cops commenced an investigation into the theft of motor vehicles throughout the city. Coordinated effort between officers assigned to one district, a uh, detective office and one district street crime has led to the recovery of five stolen vehicles valued collectively at 92 grand plus. Bradley Walsam, 34 years of age of St. Catharines, has been arrested and charged with the following offenses. Theft of a motor vehicle. Surprise. And uh, what else? Possession of stolen property. Yep. Uh, he attended a bail hearing by a video link at the courthouse in St. Kitts on the 11th yesterday. He was remanded into custody and will reappear via video on August the 13th. That's tomorrow. Anyone with information is asked to contact Constable Cody Cole. Oh, there's a cop name, eh? Cody Cole. 905-688-4111. I just want to see, you know, sometimes in the comments, keep them locked up. Now yeah. everyone that they... You know. I can't keep everybody locked up. We would have no room. Yeah. All right. Sometimes, you know, people in the comments have... Uh, and, yeah. of course, this is a bit of a breaking story. We'll check back. And Absolutely. There might be people that come on there and say, hey, that was my car. Yeah. They found my car. We've seen that a lot on Niagara 411. Car stolen, car stolen, car stolen. And at least five of them can be traced back to this one individual. So we got five cars t for a total of $92,000. Obviously, these are not uh, top-line, like, high-performance cars. Yeah. They're just cars. Seems uh, like a crime of opportunity, maybe, yeah, more than They're worth maybe anywhere theft. between ten and fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 each, uh, uh, max, used cars. What? Are, what was, I, I'd always be interested in what was he doing with them? Where was he taking them? Well, so that's what people are asking in the comments. Tell them to somebody, like, to sell them third party under the table, or what? I don't know what you do. I mean, it's, it's good that we don't know, Lee. I mean, it's, they're not Maseratis and Porsches. They're probably Hondas and Chevys. So, you know. Uh, by the way, one of the things I want to uh, uh, I want to draw attention to, just because I said I would. Um, Kevin. Yes, not, sir. Not my. No, not you. Not you. Not you. Kevin Newfeld. Oh yeah. Of, uh, of Beau Chapeau. Uh, a nod uh, once again to you and your staff because you may, for those of you that watch the show, realize I do, I do hats. And uh, this is the latest uh, addition to the wardrobe of hats. It is uh, one of those lovely chapeaus produced by a hat manufacturing company named Bailey. And uh, this is one of four, count them, four beautiful hats that I purchased uh, with the uh, with the help and assistance of the wonderful people at uh, Beau Chapeau Hat Shop on Queen Street in Niagara on the lake. So uh, just wanted to point that out. If it uh, kind of catches your fancy, they have lots of them. 10,000 hats at any one time at this place. I know. And they're going to have something really soon and they promised they would send me an email and we'll talk about this. Um, there was a, a, a hat repair slash manufacturing slash sales operation in Hamilton, I believe. 
And when they when they shut their doors after being in business for many, many years, uh, Beau Chapeau bought all their stuff. So they're putting a section into their store where they're going to be able to actually repair and refurbish um, hats. Classic hats, new hat, whatever it is. So I'm really excited about that. I think it'd be kind of cool that you can do... Because uh, hats are like shoe repair. Do you know how hard it is to find a... Like a, a shoemaker? I'm going to peek over your shoulder, see if Errol's is still there. <laughs> I don't know if it is. <laughs> How hard, uh, Lee? There's one right there. Okay. But, okay. No, but you're bang on. I think he would be the only person in Canada, maybe in North America, yeah. with to the capability. To, yeah, to be able yeah. to do it. So. Because we live in a disposable uh, society. Something wears out, you toss it. You buy another one. But things that are dear to you can be repaired. And uh, anyway, that's what's going to happen in the near future at Beau Chapeau. We'll let you know. Anyway, love the hats. Uh, Kevin, thank you and your staff uh, for looking after us. Okay, uh, we are going to be bringing you Sleepy Jean. Um, tell, give us a background of Sleepy Jean, Kevin. Or I'm putting you on the spot now. Do we know the background of Sleepy Jean? I don't know much about her other than um, I believe she released a debut album in 2021. So it seems like a bit of a pandemic project. She okay. calls herself a bit of a nostalgic singer. Yeah. There's definitely a jazzy influence, but I'll let people decide for themselves. You know, sometimes you don't, you don't want to compartmentalize art. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's different things to different people. Well, it's hard to label things. It is, and, and we always try and attach a label to it so we understand ahead of time whether we're going to like it or not, and sometimes that skews our ears before we have a chance to listen. So, Again, uh, I want to thank Gail's Gas Bars for fueling the program. Kevin of WeStream, uh, Niagara executive producer and uh, powering this project. Also to the uh, performance Heating and Air, Enwick, High-speed internet service in Niagara. Good luck with uh, winning the Business of the Year award in Lincoln. And also to Verge Insurance Group. Always, always uh, so appreciative. And Lee, here you go. There's, a, there's Sleepy Jean right there. Ah, she looks a little sleepy. Yeah. Well, resting anyway. Um, also, I definitely want to thank uh, Tasha Davidson. We apologize. Uh, it was kind of a kind of a different environment to try to get uh, some some quality uh, audio out of there because they were out by the courthouse but uh, ah, well we give it our best shot anyway we'll see we'll continue to stay with the Deidre Ann Smith story for sure uh, as this plays out the 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 next uh, sentencing is coming down on the 20th I believe so yeah which uh, which means it's going to be the day after their next protest which is a week from today yeah, so next Friday, so we'll be next on the Friday. air again Thursday. Yeah. And to lovely Estelle and Evie, uh, thank you for being here. Congratulations on uh, being the stand-up girls that you are and helping those folks that were uh, out in the dinghy in, uh, in Lake Ontario this past week. Great, great work, uh, girls, and uh, we hope you have a fabulous summer and a nice fall when school goes back. Um, and to everybody else, uh, Nick at Niagara 411, we appreciate it. Uh, also... Uh, Niagara uh, Fiddler's Poorhouse. Also, a uh, pleasure to be here. Dave McParian, uh, thank you for again letting us use your nice window here on, on St. Paul Street. We're going to take you now to Sleepy Jean and uh, that prophetic question how's it all going to end? Have a great weekend.
Tend to admire 